Hey everyone, today on Background Check, uh, I don't know what's going to happen because I had planned to air this interview. I've already got it produced and I decided I want to talk about some things uh, more than just talk about them on social media or on Background Check-In. So I don't know what today's going to look like, uh, but I, I got to say some things that are on my heart. And uh, so here we go. And I'm going to do some shout outs to the ladies of EWAP at the Coleman unit. All right. Stay tuned. Let's go. Have you or someone you know had your life turned upside down because of your past? Of course I have. Everyone does background checks now, which makes it hard to bounce back. What do you believe? I believe your background shouldldn't hold you back. It, sh- it should pay you back. This podcast will inspire you, motivate you, and inform you with everything you need to rise above your past and and not be afraid to say go go ahead check my background my name is J Dan Gum and this is background check you already know let's go you can check my background i'm a forgiven felon so tell them that i won't back down now you can bet i won't live in regret it's time to earn some respect you are tuning in to background check hey everybody welcome to background check podcast i'm your host J Dan Gum and um, it's brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with the past realize their future. Background check, we believe your background shouldn't hold you back. It should pay you back. And listen, you have to intentionally make it pay you back because there's so many people in society, so many friends and family that are always going to want to try to hold you back because of your background. There's going to be jobs hold you back because of your background. There's going to be churches that hold you back because of your background. There's going to be so many people, and I'm going to get into that a little bit later uh, as we talk. Today, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm speaking from my heart today, from the hip, off the cuff, whatever. I did have a, uh, an interview already that I've done that I was just going to post today. And um, I don't know. I just got to I gotta talk from my heart about some things. And I just wanted to be able to do it freely. And, um, so that's it. But before we get started, I want to talk about some things, uh, shout outs and announcements and man, uh, dope. You guys have heard dope. Kelsey Morera, uh, has been on the podcast and, uh, dope has opened up a community round of fundraising, which means basically you and I get to invest in the dope game. We have invested already and they're doing it through WeFunder. And so if you go to WeFunder and look up look up Dope, then uh, you can invest as little as 100 bucks. And uh, Dope was the very first company through WeFunder to pay to repay their investors fully. Now that that says something right there. Uh, in 6 short years, man, they've done 13 million in sales. They've given 100,000 plus to uh, to charities that help with mental health and addiction recovery. They're just incredible and they're growing even more. And I'm telling you, man, they were on Shark Tank. They got rejected, but then they took some of their ideas. They and then they did nine million in sales after that. And then they've they've uh, they were invited back on, and it was just really cool. And so that was when we saw her, uh, her and Dope and uh, had them on the podcast. They were on back during National Recovery Month in September, and so she invited us to invest. We did before they made it public, and uh, and we're excited. We may even we may even invest more. Uh, not like getting in the dope game after you've gotten out of the drinking game. You know what I mean? So if you want to do that, we don't get anything for that. That's just, I'm just letting you know of your opportunity to invest in the dope game. D O U G P D O U G H P dope, like cookie dough. And it's, it's basically raw cookie dough that you can eat raw because it's got an egg substitute and it's got heat treated flour. So it's totally 100% safe. 
Uh, they come in pints. They come in little bags, uh, dope drops. Uh, but you can also bake them. You can bake them, uh, and they're pretty good cookies. And I make cookies. I'm, I make award-winning cookies. So these, but these cookies are pretty good. So um, trying to get them into into the commissary. Those things, uh, the cookie dough will last like I think like two weeks, uh, unrefrigerated. So it, it's it's pretty good because they don't have egg in them. They have an egg, egg substitute. So. Uh, trying to see what we can do to get those in there. I mean, how, how many would like to take a pint home with you of cookie dough and be able to eat on it for a week or two instead of having to eat the whole ice cream pint right there, you know? Uh, I mean, you know, not by yourself, like sharing with other people. But anyway, all right. So if you want to invest in that, I've got a link to their WeFunder in the show page. When you get out of prison, if you get out of prison in time, in the next few weeks, I think June stops this round, um, then uh, invest, invest in the dope game. My goodness. Uh, let's see. Okay, we have a we have a uh, not a sponsor for the show, but I want to talk about them on the show. Expressions Property. Lisa Speaks has been a dear friend. Man, they helped us get in our first house after we got married. They helped us sell our first house, get into this house. Uh, they've helped us. They're helping us look for property for forgiven felons. Uh, just an incredible company, and they've always been faithful givers to forgiven felons on a personal level. But now they're elevating their their giving back, and uh, they have us listed as one of five charities on ExpressionsProperty.com, their website. And um, and you know their motto is buy, sell, give back. Buy, sell, give back. You know, find your dream home plus support our community. And there's uh, you know listen, we're not the only charity on there. Uh, there's, uh, let's see, traffic 911 is one of them. And then, um, operation kindness bridges, uh, bridges, I think it's a bridges safe house used to be and Cedar Hill food pantry. When I, when I first got out of prison, I went and, and volunteered at Cedar Hill food pantry because I was walking, I was walking by them. Sorry, I forgot to, uh, silence my, uh, email. I was walking by them as I was exercising and I saw these ladies unloading a car full of food and it was obviously it was at the food pantry and I, th- I think the holy spirit just said hey go help them unload the car and i did and uh and then the holy spirit said hey um would you you know uh won't you ask them if they need any more help and i was like hey do y'all need any more help like on a regular basis they's like yeah every tuesday the big truck comes in and we need help and so right out of prison i started sharing uh volunteering with cedar hill food pantry so it's pretty cool uh, but all these Operation Kindness, Bridges, I think they're just called Bridges now, not Bridges Safe House. Uh, they're they're connecting mothers in crisis to help, hope, and home. Um, and then obviously we know what traffic 911 is. Uh, so we're, we're honored to get to be in uh, this charities of choice. So when you buy, when you buy or sell, I guess in anything, when you do anything with Expressions Property, they're going to donate 5% of their profit on that sale to one of these you know, charities of your choice. And uh, obviously the charity of our choice is Forgiven Felons. Uh, they've already made a couple donations. So people are buying and selling homes through Expressions and then Expressions is donating money to Forgiven Felons. So if you're in the market to buy or sell and you need a, an amazing realtor and you want to give back without giving back, then use this realtor. They're going to give back for you. So uh, go to Expressions, E-X-P-R, E-S-S-I-O-N, S property p r o p e r t y dot com expressionsproperty.com uh, i'll have the link on the show page go there and check them out lisa's amazing so uh and her husband's a chiropractor 
chiropractor too so he can he can make your back feel better or your whole body uh he, he first time he adjusted me i called 911 <laughs> it was crazy anyway check him out check him out and listen even if you don't give to forgive felons or choose forgive felons uh choose one of the other charities it's amazing all right i think let's see uh i think we got some more sponsors coming up in the, in the near future it's it's exciting um, I'm meeting some more advocates. The more I advocate and testify uh, for or against bills that you know that either help or harm our our demographic, uh, the more I'm starting to realize, uh, you know, people are mean and nasty. People are mean and nasty. They they politics will will bring out the worst in people. And oh my gosh, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. Uh, oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> All right. I keep wanting to for, fast forward and talk. Of, go ahead and get into the podcast, but I'm not. I need so Wednesday or Thursday, April 27th. I went to the Coleman Unit, which is now known as the Coleman Unit, but it's formerly the Lockhart Work Facility, and that's where I spent a year and nine months back in 2004, five, and six. And so I got to go back in there. This is the very first time I've been in a lot of prisons everywhere: Texas, Idaho, Missouri. This is the first time I've actually been in, back inside a prison that I was actually on, okay? I've never been in, back in Buster Cole. I've never been uh, back in Gurney. I've never been back in uh, The Walls, and I've never been back in Goree. So, and in and, and Lockhart, I was on five different units. And so, uh, this was exciting. And you ladies at, uh, at Coleman from the EWAP class, and, and even just ladies that have been listening... Um, and, and ladies that have gotten out, Faith Hill, Faith, uh, we're going to get you on the show. All right. I don't care what you say. Um, but I want to give a big shout out to Pam and EWAP and I got to go in. EWAP stands for empowering women out of prison. And it's, it's like the female version of, of prison entrepreneurship program. And I'm glad they have it. It's amazing. And I went to go listen to, um, pitch day and I uh, got to hear all their ideas, the pitching, the ideas for business. And oh my gosh. Okay. First of all, full disclosure, ladies, I had that list of everyone. I wrote your names down in the businesses, folded it up, put it in my back pocket where I usually put my phone. And so when I got out of prison and I went to the store, H-E-B, before I headed home and I put my phone in my back pocket. And I guess when I came out, unbeknownst to me, when I came out and I pulled my phone back out of my pocket, I guess the paper and a couple of business cards that I got from other volunteers, I guess they fell out. And uh, because I got home last night and I was ready to show at dinner, I was ready to tell my wife and two kids all about these ladies that I met and the businesses that they're going to have. And my heart was just ripped in two when it wasn't in my back pocket. It wasn't in my truck. And the only thing I can think of is it fell out at HEB in Lockhart. So, um, I'm so sorry, ladies, cause that, that list was special to me. And I know just these businesses and the pitching of the ideas were special to you. And so I want to apologize. Um, but I'm going to do my best cause my plan was to shout out to every single one of you ladies that pitched your ideas to, uh, to me personally, my late, it was to, to shout out every single one of your names and businesses. And, um, and unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to do that. Um, I do remember some of the names. Uh, I know there's a lot of A names. Amber, Ashlyn, uh, Kaylin was the very first one I, 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 I talked to. I remember that. Uh, I remember there was Jessica. Um, there was businesses. 
uh, the, the designated driver app, DD. Uh, I don't remember your name, but thank you. That, that, that business or nonprofit or both, whatever you're going to make it into, uh, was, was touching for me because I have five DWIs. So, uh, but listen, man, the leopard lashes, the, the, the horse semen transfer, the, uh, deliveries and all this. I mean, there were so many amazing ideas, um, that I, I was excited to read them out, read your name. And, but, but I, I can't do that. And I'm so sorry. Um, but you guys, you, you ladies, I'm telling you, man, your ideas were incredible. I hope there's no PEP guys listening, but let me tell you, the ladies outshined some of the ideas of the men. So, um, so come on, man, PEP, come on, step it up. Come on. Let's do it. Uh, and you know what's neat is you ladies, I, and I said this to y'all, but I want everybody outside of EWAP to know that, man, the thing that I heard the most whenever you ladies were given your ideas were uh, legacy and passion. Every one of you had passion. But some of you, and some of that passion led to wanting to start a nonprofit. You were passionate about something that happened to you. And that's why your passion is to start a nonprofit to help others in your situation or help others prevent others from being in your situation. Uh, man, it was just, it was incredible. And then the legacy, man, I, I heard so many of you want to restart or continue or take over your family's business. And that was so amazing. Some of you was like the, the, the business has just gone dormant and you want to bring it back to life. And I just loved that. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Because I, I could feel like, you know, some of the guys, it's like I feel like sometimes they're just making up an idea just to pass the class. But I felt like every single one of you was like legitimately wanting to get out and start this business. Like if you were out today, you would start it. So I uh, want to say thank you to all you. The MC, Miss Military, Miss Army. Uh, I can't remember your name. And I'm sorry. And, and I hope you forgive me. Um, the one that originally asked me to pray, Chantel, what's up? Bernadette, what's up? Uh, okay, y'all. I think I think I got uh, all of you ladies at EWAP. All of you ladies at Coleman. What's up, y'all? I got to meet the warden. I got to see how different it was. The gym, I think we had the tile floor. If you look down at the gym floor, you can see the old tiles. We we played basketball on the old tile. We had church on the old tile. Uh, it was pretty cool to walk down those wall those halls and sit in that same visitation room that I used to do visitation in. It was it was pretty interesting. It was pretty neat. I, I enjoyed it. I got to go to the chaplain's office or the chaplain's area, the little foyer where the chaplain was, and uh, just incredible, just incredible. Thank you, ladies, for being so hospitable. All the servant leaders. Uh, Jay, the servant leader that was the outside trustee wearing the orange, uh, all you winners, the winners, thank y'all for just being amazing servant leaders. Thank you for being amazing. All the volunteers, man, got to go in with Marcus. Me and Marcus actually did time there on that unit and it was incredible. So, uh, just a great time, great time, an amazing time. So thank y'all to, uh, to everybody. Thank you to everybody. I'm, I, I feel like I'm trying to remember some more of the, the names of the businesses in, in, uh, um, yeah, I'm upset that I lost that list. I hope you forgive me. Okay. So, um, man, I want to go into what, what I want to talk about today. I made a post on Facebook uh, or, or social media and I just kind of, I just kind of, um, documented 
my trip to testifying at the state capitol a week and two days ago you know i went down there because i'd heard about some a couple of bills that were going to be detrimental to some of the people we help you know we help everybody uh doesn't matter what the crime is even registered sex offenders we help we help them we let them come to our transitional house you know we believe everybody no matter what your mistake is if you want to if you want to never do what you did again and you want to turn around and turn your life around do the right thing i want to give my best to you we want to give our best and we believe god has the best for you as well no matter how heinous your crime was if you are truly repentant and confess and ask for forgiveness and turn from your ways god has a place for you he does the society doesn't church doesn't and and and, and church is making that obvious you know and and i know church has to protect the flock i i get it i get it i don't know what what all that's going to look like in heaven i don't know what i don't know what it's going to look like i really don't you know um the but i went to i went to the state capitol to testify against a couple of residency restrictions bills which have already been reversed uh from parole enforcing them um back in several years ago house bill 1111 and you know these uh ellis county and i think the representatives from ellis county are trying to push bills like this uh and there are a lot of registered sex offenders who live in all ellis county as a whole not just in the unincorporated areas which the bill addresses but these bills address just the unincorporated areas and which for years everyone was telling the registered sex offenders to move out in the county you know go don't live around me don't live don't live next to me don't live in my community don't live in my subdivision and so we we kind of forced them to move out to the country in the unincorporated areas of the county transitional houses uh that want to help sex offenders when we first started you know ours has been in dallas for the last 11 years when we first started we were looking in in uh in like lillian in the unincorporated area right near Lillian and Mansfield because we did not want to, uh, you know, we, we didn't, there's, there's so many restrictions. Not every city has them. Richardson is the worst. Richardson has designated everything in their city, a child safety zone. And they have that right, you know, uh, but they think that just like some people think that higher restrictions on guns are going to stop all the gun violence that they're wrong. And so higher restrictions on where registered sex offenders who have rehabilitated restrictions on where they can go is not going to stop other people, first time sexual assault offenders from committing the crimes. And we know that because sexual assault still happens in Richardson, Texas. So why hasn't it stopped? Because they have the highest restriction restrictions in, in the nation as a city. Why hasn't sexual assaults stopped? You know, these two, uh, Ellis County Commissioner and, and Johnson County Commissioner was uh, were, were up there testifying for the bill and saying, you know, man, we got 475 registered sex offenders in Ellis County. Well, how many of those are in the unincorporated area? You know, uh, we don't know. Not all of them. They're just all, all of Ellis County, period. There's some in Ferris. There's some in uh, Ennis, Waxhatchee, Midlothian. Um, I, I promise you, if you didn't look it up, you would never know somebody, a registered sex offender is living in, in, close to you. You just wouldn't know because they're not out there trying to commit crimes. 90% of new sexual assault cases are committed by first-time offenders, first-timers. 
So how in the world, you know, the recidivism, the recidivism rate for sexual assault offenders is a lot lower than people think. Uh, anyway, I went down there and to testify against these bills just because w- if these bills are enacted, it says a registered sex offender will, will be arrested if they go in, through, within a thousand feet from a child safety zone. And so what this means is it gives the county to make a child safety zone in the unincorporated areas, whatever they want. So if they put a little park bench up on the corner, then they can designate that corner as a child safety zone and a registered sex offender would, uh, would, according to these bills, would not be able to come within a thousand feet of that. Now, if that's the only path to get to that registered sex offender's home now, because they moved out to the county, bought some land, raising a family, they have their own kids of their own, maybe their own business. Now, if that, but if they're on parole, this is where, this is where I, why I testified against this bill. Because if they're on parole, parole is going to go with the strictest stipulation, whether it's their own or whether it's the city or counties. So if the county all of a sudden comes up with these strict, you know, driving by, in, through, whatever, within a thousand feet, if they come up with that, then parole has to follow that too. And what happens is, if they if they do that, they'll get arrested, and then that'll violate their their parole. Okay, then they'll get sent back. Well, then they'll say, well, this is where we've been living for years, and and the bill, the bill, the two bills, they do grandfather in people that are already living there. They just don't want any more. Okay, but what they don't understand is parole does not grandfather in, so parole will 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 tell those people. You can't, you can't, you can't go by this road anymore. You can't go down this road anymore. Even if it's where you live, you're going to have to move. And I know this because uh, city of Dallas does not have residency restriction rules uh, outside of having just one registered sex offender per address. So we had one at each, uh, you know, we have a duplex. So we had one registered sex offender at each, at each, on each side. And then all of a sudden uh, a daycare moves in across the street within like the thousand feet that parole has and parole makes our two guys move they make a move all right now the city of dallas wasn't going to make a move because they don't have that restriction but if you really want to protect the kids then why aren't you doing research okay why aren't you doing research on where you're going to put your child your child safety zone i mean your child care center why aren't you looking up to see if there's any registered sex if you're that worried about them okay but they know that if they're on parole, that parole is going to make a move. So they're going to make them. A, and then 30 days later, these same two guys moved into the same apartment complex. And 30 days later, because a, uh, a company or whatever, put up a, a swing or a little, a little playground out, out by their uh, building. And our guys had to move again. So a bill like this out in the County will wreak havoc on our parolees. And, um, and man, I you know I watched I watched a friend of mine who was on who was on that county affairs committee, uh, just w- rip into a registered sex offender who was who was testifying against the bill. This guy's been married. His crime was twenty years ago. He's fully rehabilitated. He's got a he's got a wife. He's got a family. Um, been married for sixteen years. He doesn't live in the country in the county in the unincorporated areas. Uh, but his mom does. And so these bills would, would prevent him from actually going to see his elderly mom. 
And so parole, parole, or whoever, or or that county, if he's not on parole anymore, uh, then it, it it does it does default to the county. The county would arrest him if he goes to see his mom. And you know what one 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 representative said to him? <clears throat> Unfortunately, it was my friend. And watching this, watching my friend, who's a Christian, who claims to be a Christian, uh, was man was like just rip it into him he's like uh i I did some research on my own and uh you're a registered sex offender aren't you and and the guy said yes he goes well how tell me how blah 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 and he starts listing the crimes that this man committed 20 years ago and even the chair the vice the the chair of the committee tried to stop him and said we're not going to do this these are personal attacks we're going to keep it to the policy at hand these do not have the his past is not she even recognized it i don't even know if she's a christian but she recognized that and and my friend said, uh, my friend said, yes, it does. It has everything to do with it. And she said it doesn't. And they were pushing his buttons, man. And I, it 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 made me so angry. I had to I had to pray, and uh, and really ask the Holy Spirit to calm me down before I got up there and testified. Uh, I wanted to rip into my friend. I wanted to rip into my friend. I really did, and uh, but I didn't. Um, but he he kind of, you know, when he was trying to explain to me to let me know that he could not be on my side uh, because he wants to protect the children, he he gave me the illustration of alcohol, <laughs> and he knows I went to prison for for five DWIs. So for him to like throw my own past in my face was uh it, it was kind of telling. You know, it was kind of telling. Like, lets me know where his heart is, and it has no. It's not anywhere in the vicinity of Jesus. So, you know, I and I, I tried to answer him the best he can, but I know he just wasn't hearing it. And um, there were some very mature representatives on the committee, and I appreciate them. I appreciate them very much. Uh, don't know if they were saved. A lot of them, com- you know, claimed affiliation to a church or Christianity, but my friend was the only one that said on his bio he's a proud Christian. And I I want to I want to say I, I believe that maybe a prideful Christian instead of a proud Christian. But um anyway, I I just here's the thing, you know, uh, the Ellis County commissioner came up and talked to me and said, "Hey man, let's talk. Let's talk." And he even posted on Facebook and I, I said, "Hey, you know, let's talk." He hasn't reached back out to me, but you know, I said, let's talk. I even messaged my friend on Facebook and I said, Hey, here's my number. Look, call me. Let's talk. And he hasn't. Um, and, and when you, when you refuse to look at the stats and we had, we had stats that, that are proof that these tighter restrictions don't work. And especially half the committee who are Republican are, are, are saying that same thing about gun restrictions. When you put tighter gun restrictions it's not going to stop the gun laws. So why are you, why, why would we just going to make up more gun restrictions, you know? So, so if you, if you know, it's true for one thing, then you know, it's true for others. And, you know, uh, he tried to use the illustration that, you know, as an alcoholic, you know, you're not going to go and just be around, be around other alcoholics because you might be tempted to drink. And, you know, my, my first year out of prison may be true, but as I, I've been out 17 years now, and as I mature, as I took the 12 step programs, as I hung around the right people, I, I begin to distance myself from that old person where I can sit with anybody right now who's a social drinker. 
I could be around a drunk person. And I am sometimes when I'm out ministering, you know, on the streets, you know, and, and not be tempted to drink because I'm so far removed from that person. And that's what these guys, these members in most of society and some church people are refusing to see that even people that committed the, what they consider the most horrendous crimes, if they, they have the same access to God and mercy and forgiveness and grace that we do. And, and for you to think they don't, you're not reading the same Bible that I'm reading. You don't serve the same Jesus that I serve. And so, you know, I, I, I admit there's some, some people that commit these crimes that don't believe they're doing anything wrong to children, to kids, to, uh, to, to women. And I know they, I know where they belong. You know, um, there's some people that are innocent of the crimes they've been, they've been convicted of. What do we do with those? You know? So, um, but I, if you're going to be a Christian, my Christian politician friends, if you're going to be a Christian and a politician, you've got to find a way to keep Jesus, keep Jesus in the forefront, man. You can't, you, you could easily just say, you know, Hey man, tell me, tell me about your rehabilitation. Cause I know you're a registered sex offender, but tell me, convince me and help me understand how you're a different person. You can ask that question in a different way without ripping and berating and demeaning a human being that Jesus Christ died for. You could ask questions about his family, ask questions about, you know, so you can figure out if you're truly wanting to change, you know, see if he's a changed person, then you ask the right questions. And, uh, and I, I don't feel like any of these, any, any, any Christian politicians, I got Republican Christian politician friends and I got democratic Christian politician friends and, and they're both, they're both, both of them have lost their way. They have lost their way. Uh, and when I say both, I don't mean I just have two. That's it. I mean, both, both, both sets of parties that claim to be Christians, uh, Christian have lost their way. Uh, when, when I'm speaking of like personal friends. Uh, and both of them use, want to use uh, the Bible to to contradict the other side and, and defend their side, and they want to demean certain people, certain demographics. And I'm just not going to put up with it. If it has to do with people I help, I'm standing up. And you know, I had a friend call me and and say she's trying to she's been out of prison not too long, and and she's trying to advocate and and lobby, and and she's been down to testify against and for some bills and different things. And, and, uh, the parole officer of this person called them and said, Hey, what are you doing? You know? And they said, you know, what, whatever you're doing, you need to stop. And, and they were like, I'm not doing anything wrong. You know, what am I doing wrong? I'm not doing anything wrong. And they got scared. And, uh, and so when you, when you, when you testify, you're going to get a target on your back. And, uh, and so, um, I'm ready. I'm ready. If you want to target me, target me. I don't care, but I'm not going to sit back here and watch, especially my Christian friends. I'm going to hold you accountable. If you're in politics and, and you're, you're claiming to be a Christian, I'm going to hold you accountable to, to, to remain a Christian and not, be, not just to hide behind these voter getting these voter grab agendas and these common trite sayings that, you know, we got to protect the children. We got to do this. We got to do that. You know, well, you know what? Children are getting killed by guns, so where's the protect the children on the same gun thing? You know, Republican, 
if you want to protect the children, you know, we got we got children. Every every sexual assault story in Dallas Fort Worth right now that's in the news, and there's a lot of them. Guess where they're happening? They're not happening in the unincorporated areas of the county. They're happening in the public schools. So why aren't you protecting those children? You're trying to protect children out in the unincorporated areas that there's not a bit of crime committed out there. You know, it's just crazy. And I'm, and I'm sick of it and I'm not going to put up with it. And, uh, uh I'm, I'm, I'm going to start talking out. I'm going to start talking out and, uh, I'm going to do it in love. I'm going to do it in love, but I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold people accountable. You know, I'm not going to sit here and call names, name names, call names, and I'm not going to uh, dig into other people's past and, uh, and, and and bring up certain things, your flaws, their flaws. I'm not going to do that. I can hold people accountable without being mean. I can hold people accountable without w- without losing my Christianity. And uh, and I'm going to I'm going to start doing that. You know, if you're going to be a and if I'm public enemy number one in your eyes, then so be it. So be it. But I'm not going to sit, sit here and let a certain demographic get put down on my watch. All right. Um, then I'm also going to be praying for all of the Christian politics. I'm going to be praying for all of our leaders. I'm praying for all of our leaders. But the Christian politicians, uh, I'm going to be praying for the most because they are the under the most temptation to lose their way. Lost people are lost people. They're gonna they're gonna be crooked. They're gonna be, uh, you know. But but in this in this in this case, man, the lost people are acting more like Christians than the Christians. So uh, anyway, if you're a Christian politician, you know I'm not trying to lump all y'all in the same category. I'm just saying it's very tempting for you to lose your way and lose your perspective and your view once you become elected. Don't do it. Don't do it. Check your heart. Check your why. God wants to put you and use you in a platform for a specific reason, but it's definitely not to berate other human beings in a public forum. It's I definitely, I promise you it's not for that. God didn't put you in office to sit there and attack somebody for their past crimes from 20 years ago just so you can be, be on the news. That's not the reason he put you in office. So pray about it and revisit why God put you there and gave you the platform that, you, that, that he gave you. Uh, and I'm praying for you because I believe he put you there for a reason. It wasn't this, all of you, all of you, not just the, the, this one I'm talking about, but all of you, he put you there for a reason and, uh, and don't lose your reason. Don't lose your way, but I'm going to be praying for you. And, uh, in fact, I'm going to pray for everybody now, father in Jesus name. I thank you for all the politicians, all of our leaders, local, local state, federal. I pray for all of our leaders, Lord, Lord, you allow leaders to be put in in their positions. You allow lost leaders and you allow saved leaders. Lord, you, you, you allow it and you allow leaders to be elected. You let it go through your hands. You see the votes and you see the, you see what's going to happen and you allow leaders to be elected. And then knowing that they're going to appoint certain other leaders. And so everyone that's in powerful position, you, you're aware of God. You're not caught off guard. But, but I know you also put godly leaders in positions, Lord. And, but it's not your heart for them to be corrupted by society and culture. It's not your heart. Your heart is for them to get into the, in the position of influence that you put them in 
and do the work of the kingdom. And so I pray that I pray that over the Christian leaders, Lord, that you just allow them to stand firm and no matter how much temptation comes their way to, to, to act in the flesh, keep them led by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, talk deeply to our Christian leaders so that they know how to how to remain Christ-like through even adversity. Lord, I lift them, I lift them up all to you, Lord. And uh, we thank you. We thank you for our leaders. We thank you for our future leaders, Lord. We thank you for our children who's going to be lead. They're going to be leading our country one day in local politics and federal politics. And I, I lift them up to you. I lift up all the, the lobbyists and the people that uh, go through things, go through attacks and retaliation, Lord. We just cancel every retaliation act in Jesus' name on anybody who's trying to do good in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that these bills that you want to push through to calendar and to be to be set into, into, into law, I pray only the ones you want to be let through will be let through, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my voice, for my platform. Help me to continue to use it in a way that glorifies you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. Uh, April is Second Chance Month, and this is the last episode in Second Chance Month. So I had um, I had a great interview uh, from a guy. I won't tell you his name yet, but he's coming up next week. He's got a book called From Bars to Bitcoin. <laughs> From Bars to Bitcoin. You're going to love the story. You're going to love it. Uh, I will see you on Background Check-In on Monday morning. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Background Check Podcast. Brought to you by Forgiven Felons, helping people with a past realize their future. For more information, please visit ForgivenFelons.org. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and please don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss the latest episode. I'm J.D. Gum, and this has been Background Check.